Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. February 3rd, 1959. A chartered aircraft crashed in Mason City, Iowa just minutes after takeoff claiming the lives of Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. Richardson, otherwise known as the Big Bopper, as well as the pilot, Roger Peterson. That fateful day was coined The Day the Music Died by Don McLean in his hit song, American Pie. Released in 1971, it spent four weeks at number one in 1972. Don McLean has embarked on a 50th anniversary American Pie World Tour that talks about his song. A lot of people refer to the song as The Day the Music Died, but it's American Pie. Where, where did the title come from? Well, I was thinking about words. You know, I love words. Uh, I love the English language. And I don't know how the idea came up with in my head. I think that I was actually I was in I lived in a little place called Cold Spring on the Hudson, which was right across from West Point in New York, up, upstate New York on the Hudson River. And I came out of a, of a little uh, drugstore called Butterfield Pharmacy one day. I was already working on this song. And I came up with this bye-bye Miss American Pie. I drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. I came up with this idea coming out of that drugstore. And I don't know why I put a, American Pie together because I had always seen as American as apple pie. Mm-hmm. But once I put the apple away and I just saw American Pie written in front of me, I thought, wow, that is that is it, you know. <laughs> and it was amazing because titles always tell me a lot about a song. The title has to res- register, you know, mm-hmm. and like a famous name or something. So that's how it got started. As you crafted the song, how did the, uh, you know, the rest of the lyrics just sort of fall into place for you? Well, I had the first part already. And then I did the chorus, and then I didn't touch it for about three months because uh, I didn't want to mess it up. So I was very careful. About three months later, after thinking about it, I had a plan for the song, and I wrote the whole thing, I guess, in a couple of hours. And that was it. And then I went in the studio and had another big, long fight with the producer about how to make the record. As a disc jockey, I played that song many, many times. It's a long song. Was that an issue, the length of the song? No, it really wasn't, because United Artists bought Meteorts Records, and I made the album American Pie for Meteorts. And they loved that song, and they immediately didn't ask me anything. They just cut that thing down to three minutes, and it became number one. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, bing, you know, and yeah. um, it sold the hell out of the album. The album became a million seller and number one also. And then I had been on my first album, Tapestry, had been a big underground success. And that played on FM all the time, all over the place. So the FM people, who normally wouldn't touch an AM album or an AM artist, still thought of me as FM. So they played American Pie on FM radio, and millions of people heard the long version of the song. And when they started playing a little short version, it was only three minutes long, they called up the station and they said, hey, Ben, that's not the song. Why don't you yeah. play the real thing? 
And so they shamed them, really, into playing the eight-and-a-half-minute version. That, then it became number one. The first airplay it had, and you mentioned FM radio, was on uh, New York at WNEW-FM and WPLJ-FM to mark the closing of Fillmore East. What was the correlation there with Fillmore East? Had you played there? No, I never played there, and that was some uh, PR thing that somebody ginned up that I don't remember anything about. <laughs> The song, of course, talks about you know Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, and Richie Valens and, and their unfortunate deaths in a plane crash. You were a teenager when that plane crash happened, so was that something that, how did that interest you? Well, that was 1959, and February of 59, I was 13 years old, yeah. and I was a paper boy. So I'm the paper boy in the song. And then the first verse says, for 10 years we've been on our own. That's about me. Uh I've been on my own for 10 years since Buddy Holly died, because very shortly after that, my father died. And from that point on, I was on my own. And so it's all mixed in with my my view of things and with, you know, what was going on. So it's somewhat autobiographical. And uh, one of the things I can tell you is that when I saw The Who uh, smashing instruments on stage, I was appalled. I was disgusted because to me, your instrument was your, your, you treasured your, your music, your instrument. And I know that, you know, all the great musicians that I knew, whether it was Lester Flatt or Earl Scruggs or Bill Monroe or Josh White or Seeger or whoever, they only played one or two instruments their whole lives. You know, and to smash guitars and stuff, that, that, that woke me up. That was a whole other thing. Do you keep your guitar for many, many years? I, do, do you, are you playing the same one now you've played for many, many years? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have 50 guitars, and um, I'm doing an auction very soon with Julian's. I'm going to sell some guitars that I played for probably 20 years on the road. Is that for a charity event? No, I'm oh. gonna, I'll be the charity of that one. <laughs> okay. You have a foundation, though, the Don McLean Foundation? Yes, everything I have is going to go to the foundation, so it'll be for that eventually. You know, you're talking about the story of the song and telling your life. It really, when given the story, it really had to be a longer song to get it all told, didn't it? Well, I didn't write the song for anybody else but me, so it was a big surprise that this this personal statement that I had created, which was really like a collage of some sort, that that would become so popular with people and... Uh, you know, uh, there were so many things that you had to do right in order to get this to happen. Not only did I have to write the song, but I had to make a great record. And I made that with the help of Ed Freeman, who was a good record producer. And uh, we managed to make a really good record. You played the Surf Ballroom back in February. What is it like to play that? You, you've, have you, you've played that before, I would, I would assume. Yeah, I played it about 1997, I okay. think, is the only other time. It's freak. It's freaky. Yeah. It really is. It is a freaky thing to do. And this was the 50th anniversary of American Pie. And this the interesting thing your your listeners might be interested in in hearing about. Uh, and this is fact. This has nothing to do with me trying to uh, shine my image up or anything. But um, I got a note from a guy named John Goldrosen, and he wrote the book called The Buddy Holly Story. And he wrote me a beautiful letter, and it's it's in a book about me. It's a biography called Killing Us Softly with His Songs, and it's written by Alan Howard, and you can get that on Amazon. Mm-hmm. 
And in that letter, Gold Rosin, I think it was about 1974, he wrote me, by this time, the Buddy Holly re- rebirth was in full swing. And he just wrote this and said, you know, I wrote this book and nobody would put it out. And after you put your song out, everybody wanted it. And so the, the book came out and that was the story. It was very well done because he wasn't a rock and roll writer. He was a, a water quality specialist who, who was madly in love and it was very much into detail yeah. about Buddy Holly. And so that book then became the script for the Buddy Holly movie. And then that was a few years later. And then I was in uh, California in L.A. And Gary Busey and the producer of the movie came to visit me in my uh, dressing room. And Gary, you know, is a very big bear, you know, really Mm -hmm. loving kind of guy. And he said, I just got to tell you, Don, none of this would have happened without American Pie. And give me a big hug and thank you so much. And I, I didn't even the movie hadn't been out yet. So and the producer was there and uh, agreed with what he said. And I was so honored. And sure enough, the movie then that was a big thing that launched Buddy, Buddy uh, into the place where he'd always been, really, because you can't deny his music, you know. Right. But now uh, radio stations began playing oldies and, and the whole oldies radio station thing kind of came from the Buddy Holly thing, which came from American Pie. It's true. Yeah, it really did. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, part of that, I guess you'd call it a radio resurgence of those songs where we started yeah. playing oldies. And it was, it was a blast to play those songs. It really was songs that were around this before, is, you know, before these my time. Songs, these songs, these songs uh, from 1970 backwards, yeah. I should say, they are essential. Without these songs, you have nothing. Yeah. You have no Beatles, you have no Rolling Stones, you have no Rod Stewart, you have none of that English stuff. You have nothing. You know, everybody, all the young people who love music should go back and listen to the Five Satins and listen to the Flamingos and listen to, you know, all these acts that were there that made this, that the ones that uh, Alan Freed played and um, later on the Everly Brothers and... Uh, so many others uh and and even bobby darren who was an interesting hybrid because he was he was pop he was he was like big band but he was also rock and roll you know was splish splash and and he made such beautiful records like beyond the sea is such a beautiful song and dream lover his version of that there's a version of me on youtube live doing dream lover i'm very happy with that i mean that was an accidental thing that happened people love it Uh, i mean but it doesn't come close to the magic of bobby darren's version of dream lover it is such a beautiful song such a great record all these producers that were around you know they had to they knew what it was they knew what a hit was they knew what a hot song was they knew what a you know what, what that feeling was it was all about feeling you know not about money I mean, you got to know about this music. I don't care. Every American should know about this music. I don't care whether what kind of music they like. You've got to know about this music in the 1950s and 60s. You know, the Alan Freed stuff, the rock and roll stuff. You have yeah. to know about it. Little Richard, you know, Bo Diddley. You've got to know about this stuff. You have embarked on a 50th anniversary American Pie World Tour. 
And uh, you're, you're, you've added some shows recently. When someone comes out to see you, uh, what, what can they expect? And I have to ask you, at what point in the set do you play American Pie? Well, I play the whole song yeah. uh, very, very uh, religiously. You know, I don't throw things away. I don't do medleys or anything like that. I like to sing these songs as they were meant to be sung. I have respect for my own work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a that's work that I'm very proud of. But we, I have a band. My drummer's been with me for 20 years. My piano player's been with me for 30 years. My uh guitar player for 10 years. My bass player is relatively new, um, but my other one was seven, eight years. The one before that, 13 years. So, um, you know, we travel the world and uh, we have we have a lot of guys in Nashville who can who know me and have traveled with me and they'll take over if somebody's sick or can't make a tour. I've got other guys who can do those things, but I know them very well and they know what I do. And so I will be doing all the songs that, that people know, but I will also be doing songs from new albums and new, new things. And, uh, you know, and it's different every night. I don't have a set list. Okay. That was my next question. Do you do the same set list every night? I'm glad to hear you mix it up. I like that. No, I don't. I can sit down and, and sing five songs the band never heard, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I and I love to play guitar and I love to sing with it. And I there's actually on my YouTube website there's a um, a little video of me showing how you sing with the guitar, how I oh. do it. Okay. Everybody has different ways of doing everything. It's like horse training, you yeah. know. It's everybody has a different way, yeah. but uh, I show you my way. Yeah. I was talking just yesterday, knowing that we were going to talk today with a friend of mine who saw you uh, several years ago at the Birchmere in yeah. Alexandria, Virginia, and he said, put on a great show. Well, I know what I'm doing yeah. after all these years. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, Don, thank you so much. Pleasure to meet you. And, uh, of course, as much. I said, I played the song and, and your other songs many, many times, and I, I thank you for them. And uh People, people need, like, I agree with you. People need to go back and hear this music for sure. Well, thanks a lot. And I really, I really appreciate the fact that people care about me as much as they seem to. And I'm mighty happy about that. That's Don McLean talking about his career in his iconic song, American Pie. You can see Don live on his 50th anniversary American Pie World Tour at Atlanta Symphony Hall on Friday, May 13th. John Clark, Georgia News Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.